0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 11th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Oloji. I'm Brandon Parking. And I'm Danra Victoria. And yeah, we've got a big week this week as we had two big showcases of mm-hmm. uh, Disney and Marvel stuff and Ubisoft Forward. Yep. Uh, that had some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, we have other news going on uh, around that as, you know, we got a showcase or two of them technically showing up. Uh, here this week, mm-hmm. uh, we have some, uh, game pass stuff to talk about, uh, a few other things here, some, a new controller for the Xbox sort of, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we've got uh, a bunch of games to talk about as well. Uh, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about what we've been playing. I'll kick it off here. Uh, one of the games I've been playing is the Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition, mm-hmm.
1: uh, which
0: is the new release of the, uh, Q Games sort of, uh. I guess like survival town building kind of game that is uh, very much communist leaning in the way that it's presented Mm -hmm. Uh, as you find out like the world has been destroyed in some means Mm -hmm. probably through nuclear war. Uh, Then uh, you are part of these people trying to rebuild some sort of society uh, through these towns. That uh, as you go, you kind of have things forming around them that are mm-hmm. uh sort of these different islands that drop in that you can uh go and explore and uh, mine out the important things in there, mm-hmm. uh, which include you know different kinds of resources uh there are matryoshka dolls you can find that can add more uh villagers for your town and Uh, With this edition of the game, they've kind of made it easier to play solo. Uh, But you can also get a town code that you can post to allow people to come in. They might even have a means of setting up missions to uh, let other people come in. I had one that had me go to another town, though the person quit before I could really complete it. Mm -hmm. So there's maybe a little issue there. But yeah, the... Uh, the fun thing uh, with this is just kind of the the style is so good, mm. uh, and the, the style of gameplay is just pretty well done once you get used to it. Uh, it can be a little weird at first, uh, but it's a pretty cool little game, uh, and I do like enjoying uh, some of the style, but they do have some, some AI dudes that can run around and grab stuff for you, so I'm... Kind of still trying to figure out how to use them the best. You don't really have any control over them, but uh, there are times where I am mining stuff or you know cutting down trees and things, and they will take those items and deposit them back in the town. That kind of stuff that can be uh, a good way of you know managing your resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure some of that stuff out. But I did a stream on that earlier this week and enjoyed it along the way. So. Looking forward to putting some more time into that. Uh, let's see. What else have been playing? Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, seems like one of the bigger releases this week as uh, it is a life sim kind of game of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say if you made a big budget like Animal Crossing mobile game uh, where it seemingly has an endless supply of quests for you uh to that. Uh you could just sit here and grind. So you don't have the the Animal Crossing thing where it's you kind of can exhaust what you can do in a day, unless you're just going to other people's towns yeah. for that kind of stuff. Uh but largely you do have sort of a a general limit unless you're just giving yourself projects to, you know, build elaborate uh parts of your town, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, this game is all busy work oh. in the way that it's designed uh things like the like uh like pieces of wood you'll find around the town and plants and uh flowers that you can pick and uh the ability to get like like apples and raspberry trees I've seen in, in uh bushes I've seen around the town that kind of thing that is uh Uh, Stuff that just replenishes so often that it basically kind of tells me that, you know, I really shouldn't worry about trying to, you know, clean up the town like you would at the beginning of, you know, an Animal Crossing or a Stardew Valley kind of thing. Because they just respawn stuff all over the place in such a way that's just kind of like, oh, so I'm not cleaning this place up as much as I'm just mining things. Uh, for whatever quest I'm working on. So uh, there are things that you can clean up. There are these like uh, Nightmare Thorns, Night Thorns, whatever they call them, that are all around the town that requires energy that you uh, can run out of. But as I said, you can get enough apples and raspberries and you can even just go back in your house to refill your energy. Uh, So often that's, you know, it's not that big of a deal if you just want to sit and do that. You can. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, like the like a Stardew Valley, you're losing energy every time you uh do most things. I think just picking up stuff doesn't do anything, but yeah, a lot of your early time is just kind of cleaning this stuff up. Uh, especially because 'cause you're one of your first main quests is just to get the other uh tools that you need. Uh a shovel, a uh watering can. And a you know pickaxe, I think are the main ones you have. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, kind of the 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 starting people you have. You start with the Merlin from Sword and the Stone, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice because that Sword and Stone is not a property that gets brought up in these kind of nostalgia things. Uh, though they don't have too many items from what I've seen in the catalog. Uh, so every time you pick up or you get uh new clothing or whatever that uh, you have like a big catalog of all the the various things you can make or collect or whatever. And they, sh- they sort them up by brands uh-huh. essentially though. There's the like non Disney brand that has uh, some uh, like Mickey and mini ears that I'm like, wait, how are those not Disney brand? Uh, uh it just has lots of like generic clothing in there, but there's Mickey Mini ears, like a uh, headband kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely tell this is very much a beta because uh, it is very rough. Uh, I've had a number of issues with uh, menus just breaking, or I'm trying to go around and it just stops reacting to anything I'm doing control wise. Uh, that is an annoyance, especially when I was like looking at. Uh, you can mess with your character creator after you do it initially, uh, and like messing with the facial hair, which is all just terrible. A lot of the character creator stuff is just terrible, so I just made a dweeby looking guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can kind of do the uh, like the dyed hair look, though it doesn't always look great, and the options you have for like the the dye part per- versus the 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 rest of your hair uh, doesn't match up at all. So like I have like a, a blue highlight in my hair, but I can't make the hair itself blue. Uh, they have like a teal and a green mm-hmm. and shades of that, but the, there's no blue as far as I could tell. And it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of rough edges in the way this stuff works for me. Uh, but the game itself is pretty good, but it's very much a busy work game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get quests like. Uh, yeah, the Merlin's one of their Mickey and Goofy are so sort of your your core people that show up. Uh, the. Uh, Scrooge McDuck also shows up. Uh, so Goofy runs these little stalls that you can sell your crap in mm-hmm. and you'll have to visit often because the. Uh, the inventory limit is pretty uh, small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the chests are small limits as well, even smaller than your personal inventory, which is just weird to me. Uh, But then you have to spend like 5,000 coins to upgrade your personal inventory, which I assume is another row. I don't know. It could be one spot at a time, as far as I can tell. But uh, then I decided I wanted to buy this arcade unit that was in Scrooge's shop. He runs essentially Nook's shop.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And he's maybe less of a a capitalist as uh, Nook, Tom Nook. Uh, Because he, I think, refreshes a little more often. Uh but also you don't have huge debt to him or anything, but uh you do have some dialogue choices to like uh tell him off uh at times when he's talking about needing to make money. Mm-hmm. Which is like you're you're fucking rich dude, shut up. Uh, even like has you wear a shirt to advertise this shop because Goofy's stalls do better than him. hmm Uh but yeah, the the story is that the Some bad thing has fallen upon Dreamlight Valley. And uh, as these like thorns got around, people started forgetting things and Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of people just disappeared back to their realms. I guess this is like a. A metaverse realm of sorts where all these people from other realms can come to live and do their thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, as you kind of get rid of thorns, characters get better. And they can rem- remember more things. And yeah, it's uh, I think I'm at the point where I can go into another round, which I picked Wally over some of the others. I haven't done it yet because oh. I still had other things to do. I didn't want to just go into that just yet. Uh, so, yeah, I'll probably jump back into that here uh, over the next few days. See what changes. They do have a battle pass. Mm-hmm. I think it's free from what you can earn r- early on. I don't know. I was able to uh, activate it even though I didn't think I had the currency I could do with uh mm-hmm. I could spend on it, so I don't know all that how that works, but it's all Pixar themed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's the Battle Pass is kind of like Fortnites where you are able to earn these points to spend on items, but you only have to buy like three of them on a page to unlock the next page kind of thing, and you can get the Currency from uh, that you spend on like the battle passes inside the battle pass. Uh, I don't know if you get enough to uh, afford the next one. Mm. Uh, I think it might be a little less, but I don't know. But I didn't find any means of buying currency, so I don't know what the conversion is on that mm. uh, stuff yet. So I don't know. And uh, they don't do a great job of telling you, like when it ends or anything. Mm. It just gives you. Yet another list of stuff to do to earn the special battle pass points kind of thing. And oh. that's what this game is. It's endless lists of like challenges to do and endless list of quests to do, because as you finish them up with uh, one character, you another character will surely show up to give you some more to do. Oh. And then there's just it's endless. That's how it's designed in it. It feels like other, like, mobile Disney games I've played before that are just, like, the same kind of thing. But this is uh, on consoles for the first time. Uh, I don't think it's been on anywhere else, but it's very much a similar kind of design that has been on mobile and all that for a long time. Uh, But it could be neat. I think they announced during the Disney Marvel Games Showcase that Toy Story Realm is coming Mm
1: -hmm. at some
0: point this fall, so... Yeah, they're still doing a lot with that. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty solid. But uh, let's see here. They play more We Are OFK. I've not beaten yet. I've beaten the third episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, So kind of in the, the middle of all the drama and such that is going on as they are sort of forming this band and there's some drama over people staying with the band or leaving to go do other things Uh, and their relationship stuff going on as well and all that. So yeah, liking it a lot. And uh, let's see the other ones, the secret of monkey Island. Mm -hmm. I've beaten that. I've been playing uh, streaming that and we'll be starting monkey Island two here in on Tuesday, I think Mm Monkey Island Two: LeChuck's revenge. And yeah, that game's really good. Uh, these are the special editions because for whatever reason, the PC version would not run on Windows 10 at all. Mm-hmm. I had to go to into the compatibility and set it to like Windows 98, which then made it not work with OBS to stream. Mm-hmm. So I just said, fuck it, and pulled up the, the XBLA versions, uh, which aren't ideal because of the controls. These are games designed for mouse
1: mm-hmm. and
0: keyboard and a controller just doesn't work super well, but it works fine enough. Uh, There's some really good bits in this game. Mm. Uh, Like every time they mention Melee Island or Monkey Island, they have the the trademark symbol after the the name. Yeah. Just to make sure you know, like, oh, big business here.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: There's obviously the iconic Ask Me About Loom guy, Mm -hmm. uh, who just reacts to everything you ask him with an I. Yeah. Unless you ask him about Loom. Mm -hmm. And he perks up and goes on and on about it. Yeah. Which is hilarious because the bit is more famous than the game
2: that they advertise. He is actually in the game, by the way, but it's like a really tiny bit part.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's right at the beginning where you are sort of going into the tavern and be
2: like, okay, let's talk to these pirates and find out what's going on. And then there's the one dude with the ask me about wound button. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that's like an advertisement for an upcoming game. Yeah, that LucasArts was working on that just never went anywhere. Not like the, the Monkey Island games did. Well, yeah. I mean, Loom
2: did come out. I've played it.
0: Yeah, but it didn't hit. Yeah, stories. but it didn't
2: take off. It was supposed to be a trilogy. It just didn't work out. But yeah, yeah. But yeah,
0: this game is a, a lot of fun. There were a couple of puzzles I didn't quite like. The, the one that you get uh, near the end where you have to break a guy out of prison, out of the jail. Mm-hmm. With the grog that melts the mugs, mm-hmm. uh, which the game has, luckily, like a hint system that can sort of progressively tell give you hints of what to do before it just tells you what to do. Mm-hmm. And the way it described the solution for that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just like, grab the mugs and take the grog in the mugs. And that and it meant what it really should have said is transfer it from one mug to the next
2: mm-hmm. before
0: it melts. Because uh, you can't get all the way with just one mug, and that's kind of the thing. And even doing that is kind of annoying because they, these are scum games, mm-hmm. uh, adventure games, which means you have a bunch of verbs, yeah, uh, to use on the objects in your thing, and so
1: yeah, that's all tied school. to the D
0: pad on an Xbox controller, which isn't the greatest way of mm-hmm. accurately doing that, especially when like the use, which is probably one of your most uh, used item, your verbs. Mm-hmm. Is in a diagonal, so it literally would just be pretty hard to do that stuff uh that 's why mouse and keyboard would have been much better, but oh well, I got through it that one I just looked up uh the mug in the, in a wiki and it 's like, oh yeah, you do this, this, and this, and it's like okay, that makes sense that, that didn 't occur to me but uh the other like big issue I have is just there 's there 's a lot of walking. Uh, into scenes and these aren't like single screen scenes a lot of them scroll around as you're trying to get to different places so you can spend a lot of time like oh I gotta go here to get this one thing and then walk all the way back out then all the way over to this other area uh, and then go do the one thing and then get an item that that it requires me go all the way back and do a completely different thing so like a shortcut means a shortcut would have been great to pop around to places you've been to but other than that that's that game holds up pretty well, mm-hmm. and obviously there there's a hint system and wikis out there in case you uh are not great at solving puzzles uh but it does a really good job with all that stuff, and I love the there's a good bit where you get the directions to Monkey Island, but
2: mm-hmm. it's not
0: like you know navigational directions, they're literally like ingredients that you have to cook uh various items that are in your in your inventory,
1: mm.
0: that uh, you just cook it, and it's like, all right, we're at Monkey Island. It's like, what? That's that's a very silly way of doing this stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely recommend people checking that out if you're into Return to Monkey Island, uh, play and learn sort of the things that happened up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll be starting Monkey Island Two: LeChuck's Revenge.
2: Yeah, yeah and
0: that whole ending was pretty good uh, mm-hmm. with that game as he just kind of keeps knocking you around this Island until you get uh, a can of, or uh, a bottle of root beer to just chuck on him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause it ends up being like root beer is the thing that kills these ghosts mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, but yeah, that's uh pretty much it for me. So how about you, Brandon?
2: Uh, well, my gaming hasn't been nearly as prolific as yours has. Um, I did finish Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, and that game, uh, one of the first RPGs I played where the pinned ultimate boss is actually the most difficult boss fight you go up against compared to the guy that you fight after, which is the final boss, um, not really gonna spoil it, but basically the guy that you're up fighting against is a former boxer, and he's built like one, and... He's probably the most difficult and also probably the most tedious of the boss fights that you go up against. It took me a good uh, 20 minutes to finish this guy, um, but basically, like, he's extremely tough. You know, any type of, like, regular attack will only give him, like, damage him, like, with maybe four or five points of damage, um... And, you know, skill attacks are, you know, they're stronger, but compared to, like, some of the other more difficult enemies you fight, they're not really that effective. Um, What you basically have to do is you have to make sure that somebody in your party has poison, uh, which you then use to poison him, because he actually is uh, susceptible to poison. And it just sort of slowly ticks away at his at his um, at his health bar, while at the same time you have make sure that you have somebody in the party that can like you know heal everyone every so often because this guy's attacks pack a punch, and that gets even worse after he gets halfway through his health because then he pulls out a set of knuckle dusters and he gets twice as powerful. Um, in fact, he has one attack that is an instant KO if you get hit by it. But um yeah, so um then after that is the actual final boss, which is a, again a two-parter and the last one is it's it's just a straight up like bare-knuckle beat the hell out of each other type deal. And of course that game ends on a very emotional note. Um but uh yeah, that game was a lot of fun. Um and honestly, I can't wait for what they're going to do with the next game. Because um, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, Ichiban's story isn't done just yet. But, uh, yeah, and uh, other than that, there's another game I've been playing. I can't really talk about it right now because it's still kind of under the um, under the review embargo. But um, suffice it to say, it's one of those games that a lot of us have been anticipating a chance to play legitimately. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, exactly what I was expecting and it was fun to it's fun to kind of go back and see how this particular series has evolved over the years um, but uh, yeah that's what I've been playing so Dan or what about you?
3: I think Brandon might have said a little too much there also but I mean, whatever it's fine. Um, I'm playing the same game Uh, Brandon's mm-hmm. reviewing it though because I'll be in Hawaii this week but um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I echo the sentiment um Wasn't on here last week, but um, I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff, uh, starting with The Last of Us Part 1. Um, If you're somebody who um, is wondering whether you should get this game if you've played it before, uh, it really depends on what you want to do. If you've played it, you know, if you've played Last of Us Remastered already, I probably wouldn't spend the 70 bucks here. But if you're somebody who definitely wants to relive it, and, you know, The Last of Us Part 1 is one of the best games of all time, yeah, by all means, this is the best version of the game. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm also
2: unlike the uh remastered version, it also has like a bunch of uh quality of life additions as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, like part
3: one is definitely like the most or I mean this this new PS5 version is definitely the most definitive version, minus the multiplayer, of course. But you know, that's not really what they're trying to give you in this package. And uh Yeah, um they've also improved the trophy list, which is like the main reason why I have it. And, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's tough to recommend for someone to ha that hasn't played it before, but if you, if you haven't played it and you need something on your PS five, by all means, this is, this is a great pickup. Um, oh. I've also put some time into Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, not as much as Chris, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's just a whole bunch of lists for you to check off and, um, it's a whole lot more like mobile free-to-play base i mean that's kind of what game it is anyway as it compared to a game like animal crossing or minecraft because you know mm-hmm. a lot of the things require energy at first you'll want to be getting rid of rid of a lot of thorns because that's what's causing the magic to leave like you know dream by valley and whatnot and the first part of the game is pretty much just rebuilding what's pretty much disneyland um they've showed some coverage uh you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later uh about eventually uh visiting and managing places such as, like, you know, Andy's room for, for Toy Story and stuff like that. But, you know, so far in the hour that I've put in, it's, it's been enjoyable. Um, I don't see myself uh, putting this as part of the main rotation, but I have nothing really bad to say about it. Um, and it seems like the micros are under control. There's nothing, like, super egregious here. And, you know, um, that's, in my opinion, that's a win. Moving forward, I also finished We Are OFK. Um, mm-hmm in previous weeks, like I've pretty much mentioned that, you know, I don't, I wouldn't really say that I like or dislike the game. Um, but after finishing it, after finishing the the final chapter, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't really like it. Um, I mentioned before that even though the game is pretty much just you texting, um, nothing you really do has much of an impact of what's happening again. You're yeah. just there along for the ride and, um, yeah. Um, the storytelling uh, at the end of the day is still, is still pretty unique. Um, as you go through every chapter, you're actually using a different character. So mm-hmm. you're seeing multiple perspectives of what's going on within the band. You know, you have a producer, you have a songwriter, you have a, a pianist and you have like someone who's really um, incorporating a certain gimmick to it. And um, it's, it's, it's really fun seeing the way that they all interact with one another, with one another. Um, I mentioned when I first talked about it that these are all pretty much people of various minorities. Um, Chris mentioned that, you know, there is some relationship stuff going on in there. And um, it's also pretty cool to see that, uh, you know, there there, there there's one. There, actually, there, there's a couple of Asian characters in the game, but one of them, the, the, the producer. Um, when you when you play her chapter, you're seeing a lot of the issues she has with her parents and the various high expectations they have for her. And like you know, as someone that relates like even though your parents have high expectations of you, that also ends up with you having super high expectations for yourself and it 's just interesting seeing the way um you know the character i 'm talking about um just deals with these things and eventually like you know succumbs to the various pressures that are there and affecting the group and everyone around her so that 's been interesting to see um the main thing that uh is really weird for me is that after you get through the first two chapters, I can't say that the rest of everything they do is really all that interesting. Um, one of the main things they have here are by changing up the gameplay when you, when you go into music videos, but like none of the things there, they do are truly interesting either. It's just, you know, it's just something else for you to do uh, something else for you to actually gain achievements and trophies out of. And that being said, when I finished the game, I was, uh, bummed out to see that there were two trophies i didn't get and i don't know how to get them um i looked at google uh no one seems to know uh or at least no one said anything so i don't know what i'm supposed to get those final two trophies because it seems like they they actually rely on the kind of um responses you've gave to you've given to certain characters and like i said no matter what you do in the game the same thing happens so it doesn't really have that telltale effect um I definitely would not recommend this game at full price, but I do think that, you know, the chill vibes and the music and, you know, just seeing the way that, you know, these 20 some year olds uh, interact with one another is definitely a cool thing to see, especially with how accurate it ends up being. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of NBA 2K23. Uh, just got this on Friday. I've only played one game, and the, the main uh, difference I'm seeing is... Um, just really how dynamic the movements are. Um, but to to delve into more specifics, especially with it being NBA 2K23, and this is on the 23, is uh, they they once again put a whole lot of to into Michael Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. They did this before with NBA 2K11, and that pretty much sort of put the game on a different level. Um, I wouldn't say it does the same this time around, but it, um, it definitely does give some... Uh, Uh, a fine highlight mode uh, in regards to the various things that Michael Jordan has done in his career. So you're actually, you know, using Michael Jordan in in his uh, years in North Carolina in the 80s, and then eventually, you know, you go on to what he did. Uh, for the bulls to win those various championships and whatnot, it's actually very similar to what they did with Rey Mysterio in the Superstar Mode in WWE Two K Twenty Three or Twenty Two. I, I forget which, which year I'm talking about, but um, yeah, like the, 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 these are the cool like free things that that, that I'm seeing. Um, I haven't uh, jumped into the association uh yet so uh we'll see how it is from there but in in the, in the past couple of years which was pretty much which has pretty much made the game unreviewable for me is just it's just been littered with microtransactions and I, I don't really see that changing but i'll definitely give it a look once i have some time uh, i'll be headed to hawaii uh, this week though so i won't really have as much time as i'd hope um and then lastly um i've been playing live alive uh as i have been for the past few months and i finally finished the uh um the near future chapter um in this one you use a guy named uh, Akira in sort of like this super robot tyson sort of chapter where you 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 end up using like this uh this gundam megazord thing at the very end which is uh, pretty interesting you can read minds and all that um and yeah it was a pretty interesting chapter because um it's one of the few where you can actually go ahead and uh level up your character because not a lot of them actually allows you to do that and then i saw that um a lot of the enemies you face are actually on the hard side. But if you end up beating the leader, uh, you end up just having all of the rest, the rest of the enemies give up. So it's pretty much an easy way to uh, span experience. That uh, was pretty cool because it just allows you to go ahead and do that. Um, my last chapter before moving on to, like, whatever twist Live Alive wants to throw to me is uh, The Twilight of Edo Japan, which was a ridiculously hard um, uh, demo chapter. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, this is the one where you're a ninja, and you pretty much have to go through a fortress, like, unseen, and you can decide to just, uh, you know, kill everyone or not kill anyone at all, and, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure this is what pretty, what pretty much uh, influenced Toby Fox to do what he did with Undertale as far as, you know, pacifist mode and whatnot, you know, maybe maybe Brandon can, can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but, uh, considering that, you know, uh, what's it called the, um, megalomania song was, uh, pretty much just, uh, also um was also a uh a nod to or whatever they did, they did in Undertale. Like it it wouldn't surprise me at all. So, you know, just, just going through this game and seeing how it influences other modern titles has really just been a joy to see. And yeah, I can't wait to actually finally be done with uh these main parts of the story and seeing what twists they, they, they end up having at the end. But, uh, you know, like I said, I've also been playing the game that Brandon's playing, and it's just been so fun. So uh, once the review embargoes up, uh, I'm going to enjoy talking about that.
0: All right, you done? Yep. All right, let's get to some news here. Uh, The Xbox Game Pass stuff has been announced for the first half of the month, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's going to mean probably most of this is out now, but a few things are not. Uh, they have on here is available now. Disney Dreamlight Valley Founders Edition, uh, so you can check that out. As uh, we have done, uh, the uh, that is the Founders Edition. I think it's thirty bucks uh, for uh, buying it out, right? But it's very much early access and rough. Uh, so if you're not into that kind of stuff, uh, you will. Probably be better off waiting until it'll be free to play sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever it is out of early access or whenever they go into like an open beta or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is console and PC. It does have cloud saves both in the Xbox ecosystem and you go into this weird part of the menus where you give, like you make a uh, username and password to do. And I couldn't figure out like. Is there a website I can do this at so I can remember it and maybe have a better password than what I would put through the game itself? Uh-huh. But it didn't didn't seem like it was a, a thing that you could do, so I don't uh-huh. know. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see, also available now, Opus Magnum, PC only. Uh, that's another Zachtronics puzzle game uh-huh. of sorts. This one... Yeah, it says master the intricate physical machinery of the transmutation engine. The alchemical engineer's most advanced tool and use it to create vital remedies. Precious gemstones, daily weapons, and more.
1: Oh.
0: And yeah, that's just a, a lot of uh like combining these different gems together and building the like machinery in a sense. It's not like a it's a 2D game. Pretty simple, like grid based kind of thing. Uh but the way you build all these things, you're trying to... It's one of those puzzle games where you're trying to create the most efficient, like, machine, mm-hmm. essentially, to complete your goal in uh, the fewest cycles kind of thing. Uh, so it's for people with really big brains for that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see, also for console and PC, Train Sim World 3. Uh, it's a train sim. Mm-hmm. uh I haven't played any of these, but I've thought about it at times, but I think I'm more interested in the trucker sims Mm -hmm. uh, that are on PC. But uh, let's see. Also coming soon here, uh, September 13th. That'll be Tuesday. uh, Ashes of the Singularity Escalation PC only. Uh, That is an RTS. They say massive scale real-time strategy game. command entire armies on a dynamic battlefield. It uh, seems to have several single-player campaigns or play with your friends in multiplayer combat. Let's uh, see also September 13th, console and PC, DC League of Super Pets,
2: mm-hmm. The
0: Adventures of Crypto and Ace. So some more kid-friendly games there. Uh, as you play with Crypto and Ace uh, to uncover Lex Luthor's plot to petnap Metropolis' strays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you gotta go around and beat up robots and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. September 14th. It'll be Wednesday. You Suck at Parking. Console and PC. Uh, it says here, You Suck at Parking is the world's most extreme parking game. The only racing game where the goal is to stop. Uh, the game is all physics based and you drive, drift, jump, and teleport through tricky courses, collect cars, learn a new mechanics, customize your ride in this ever-evolving parking racer. When you're done beating world records in solo campaign, you can do some multiplayer as well. So, yeah, there you go. I imagine that's one of those physics-y kind of racing things. let uh, see so September 15th, which would be Wednesday. Uh, no, Thursday. Uh, that is a Despots game. Console mm-hmm. PC. Uh, guide py- puny humans through Despots game. A roguelike tactics army battler.
1: Mm-hmm. Pick your
0: team and sacrifice them through procedural dungeons as you fight enemies and other players. Alright, so there you go. and uh, Also on the 15th, Metal Hell singer, yeah. Uh, PC and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, that is a rhythm first-person shooter. Mm. That uh, yeah, you'll have to check that out. Has uh, a bunch of original music, but featuring a number of uh, the more popular uh, singers in the metal genre. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: so there you go, and that is uh, all the the new stuff for the. For the first half of the month, we'll have to mm-hmm. see whenever they get a, another post out there for uh, things that you can check out in the second half of the month. Mm-hmm. It yeah, looks like a bunch of stuff is leaving as well here on the 15th. A Plague Tale, Innocence, Origami 2, Bug Fables, mm-hmm. Craftopia, Final Fantasy Thirteen, Flint Son of Prism, Sin, I Am Fish, Lost Words Beyond the Page, Muddy Goose, Skatebird, and the Artful Escape. So check those out if you have not. But uh, yeah, there you go. Let's get to some more news. Uh, The PS5 firmware updates that uh, went into beta a few weeks ago is now officially out. That brings 1440p outputs to the system for people with monitors. Uh, to support that, uh, they also added game lists, which is sort of like the switches like group folders that hide in the library. Makes mm-hmm. them a lot less useful than the way that people want. Uh, and I think the the other sort of thing that kills this is that you can't organize the items in the list. Uh, they are in there in the order that you click on them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so you can't sort, of sort them further. I believe so. That's another unfortunate thing, but uh it does add a bunch of other stuff uh they have easier ability to share your screen with uh party members uh you can also uh, have easier access to jumping into uh activities that are on the the p s five uh so it'll show it's like alongside the button for playing the games like oh do you want to jump into this uh, activity on you know, mission or Multiplayer or something, whatever the game has it set for, that kind of stuff. It seems like they also have some of this stuff, new features coming to the PlayStation app on your phone. So you can launch a remote play session through it uh, or do the the request sharing screen through the phone stuff. So, yeah, some neat stuff there. Uh, That is out now. Uh, Let's see. We got another interesting Kickstarter campaign that's about to start. It starts Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Uh, the Guns on Darkness yep. Kickstarter, which is the new strategy RPG from Shoji Megaro, yep. the longtime composer for the Persona series,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, who sort of left Atlas to do his own thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still technically works for him, but like on a freelance basis. Yeah. But uh, he's working on this very weird game.
2: Yeah. He is... Pretty much been a solo project up to this point, apparently. Um, apparently, he started, like, doing, sort of making this thing, like, in his free time when he was still doing the music for Persona 5, and some of the other people at Atlas were like, "Yes, eh, not too bad. Maybe you should give it a shot. So he decided, hey, well, give it a shot. But yeah, he does the, he, like, wrote the scenario for it, programming, design, and of course, some music as well. Um it, I will definitely admit that on the surface it looks kind of rough. Yeah, but but yeah, it's got some nice stuff to it. Yeah, uh, he's got a,
0: a character designer from that worked on Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. SAC Twenty Forty Five, which definitely comes through. Yep, uh, he has uh, a lyricist from the Persona series that he's worked with before that mm-hmm. is also working on this. Uh, but does describe it as like a turn-based tactical RPG inspired by games like Metal Gear Solid and Persona.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's uh, an interesting combo. Mm-hmm. That many people have tried, but there's a lot of information here if you want to look at like some of the characters and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I'm yeah, interested. Keep, <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out for it. I think it's have an initial goal of $30,000 for a PC release with additional stretch goals to go for uh the consoles. So, yep. we'll have to see how that goes. The the dual campaign for uh the Shadow Hearts and Wild Arms uh sort of spiritual successors has done pretty well. Double check that here to uh see uh what that is. Looking like that's no, not the one I wanted. There it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, it's over a million dollars. So that's good. Yeah the the goal was a hundred, uh, hundred million yen. At one hundred ninety four million yen, uh, mm-hmm. so the uh, the dollars goal for us is just over seven hundred thousand. It's almost at one point four million. So they're doing pretty well. They're headed towards their next goal. Uh, That'll be at, let's see, the two together would be 8-bit battle remixes being added to it, but it looks like the Wild Arms, uh, because you can pay for one game over the other or get a combo both. Uh, So I think the Wild Arms one is ahead of the, uh, the Shadow Hearts game. So yeah, just in case you wanted to know. But they have added some some more stuff there, so you can check it all out. Uh, But next up, we got a couple of events that are going to be happening here on Wednesday. Uh, This one here, Ryu Gakotoku, has a a summit Mm -hmm. that they're calling it. That is a new title presentation. Mm -hmm. So they'll be showing, assumingly, what is going to be Yakuza 8. Uh, That, uh, yeah, it'll be at, let's see, 10 a.m., No, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. 3 a.m. Pacific, so basically Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Mm. There, so we'll have to find out then, but uh, that seems likely what it's going to be, Yakuza 8. Mm. Whatever they call this, because that's going to make it weird then for the the Western name. uh, Because that's not titled Yakuza 7. Uh, Instead, they use the subtitle that is the English translation of the uh, Japanese title for the series. Mm-hmm. So they'll have fun with that, figuring that out, but we'll see. Uh, the other event is going to be an ID at Xbox Fall Showcase for uh, with uh, Twitch Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be like one of those showcases where they stream for like three hours, uh, take breaks to talk about the things they just looked at and maybe ask questions to some devs. Uh, and then jump back into other games, just not a style of showcase that I enjoy at all. But yeah, they do say the main showcase will feature updates on Metal Hellsinger, Use okay. Second Parking, and more. Which I don't know why you show off those two because they're going to be out the following day. Okay. Maybe I just say last like marketing for them, but I don't know. But uh, You'll have a pre-show that starts 30 minutes prior. So you either watch it live or watch the the VOD Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitch later. I believe they do not let them archive that onto YouTube for easier viewing. So I'll be able to have games coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. I also have gameplay of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Mm -hmm. And a couple of other fun titles. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, that'll be starting at let's see, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and the pre-show will start 30 minutes before that. So you can check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I think that's it for uh, the dates, at least the soon stuff. Uh, Xbox dropped news that they have a new controller coming mm-hmm. in the Xbox Elite Series Two. Uh, this is called Xbox Elites, the Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Core. Mm. It's in white with black handles. Uh, So, same sort of like rubberish kind of grip that uh, the Elites have. Uh, But this is a $129.99 controller Mm. uh, for US MSRP that uh, basically doesn't include all the extra bits and bobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it says here you only get the thumbstick adjustment tool and a USB-C cable for charging. Uh, but they show a little chart with like what comes with the the regular controller. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, uh, they don't even include paddles on this. Uh, you can look at the back of the controller and see like they still have the connectors for it, so you have to buy it on your own. Uh, for like another ten or twenty bucks, whatever they cost, uh, for that stuff. And yeah, if you want the the additional styles of sticks, uh thumbsticks to swap in or the D pad uh or even the carrying case that is also like a charger, uh you'll have to pay extra for I assume they sell that yeah, they sell it as a complete component pack for fifty nine ninety nine. To make it the same price as the, the regular controllers. Uh, so yeah, if you've been wanting a cheaper Elite controller, this is a means for getting that, but you're also losing out on uh, sort of one of the core things that makes it uh, different from just the, the regular $60 controller. Uh, but I believe they also do mention that they are uh, trying to be better about quality control with this controller. Because mm-hmm. uh, people have had plenty of issues with them sort of Breaking uh, a lot faster than they should for controllers that are nearly 200 bucks. Uh, so yeah, there you go for that stuff. Do they have a date here when they're out? I thought they were out pretty soon. Or maybe I'll have to look up the store page if they don't mention it here. I believe they also have Elite controllers in the uh, that you can customize in Design Lab. So if you want to pay even more for special colors that you can't get otherwise, uh there you go, uh yeah, I'm trying to find I have dates for this Oh, september twenty first okay, so yeah, that is out pretty soon, uh, and the price I like um not having the paddles at least a base set of paddles uh is kind of disappointing is like one of the things I would want to try out with that in the in the box, so yeah,, Whoa. there you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Let's see here. Next story, if you want fancy, expensive things, uh, the uh, the folks at Nintendo have announced another Switch OLED model. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, themed around Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, mm-hmm. they will be launching alongside the game on November first or November fourth. For three hundred sixty bucks, you get. Uh, Special colored Joy-Cons. One side Scarlet, one side Violet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, representing like the... Oh, what are those? Those are like the, the school color? A school emblem or something? I forget. Yeah, it is. The, the school emblems of the Naranja Academy and the Yuva Academy that appear mm-hmm. in the respective games. Uh, you also get a special dock with the two legendaries on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, another thing that will probably be hard to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, but uh, again, as a reminder, for the 360 bucks this cost, you do not get the games with them. Mm-hmm. So you have to buy them separately. But uh, yeah, there you go. For more expensive stuff to purchase, but yeah, let's get to the rest of the news here. Uh, there is, yeah, this is one of those games that was shown in one of the Xbox showcases, Atomic Heart. It was just a very weird uh, looking, like
2: Eastern European game. Yeah, it's basically somebody sort of sold it to me as like Soviet Bioshock, and I was like, all right, I can get behind that. I've seen the trailers for this thing, and it looks
0: wild. Yeah, it was one of the more striking things to come out of that show. Uh, It'll be coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC PC. Uh, but the game will be published by Focus Entertainment instead of being a solo-published game. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's also been delayed from the previous like 2022 release window to this winter, which means likely early next year. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a few more months as it's still not that close to coming out. But uh, that'll be an interesting game to keep an eye on. Well, there, now it's got... A bit more uh, sure footing behind it uh, with a solid publisher there. So there we go. Another game to keep an eye out for early next year, likely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Also coming out sometime early next year, Grim Grimoire Remastered, Mm -hmm. uh, called Grim Grimoire Once More, is finally coming to the West. It'll be out sometime next spring for PS5, PS4, and Switch. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, This is sort of a 2D real-time strategy game uh, of sorts with uh, all the sort of style of Vanillaware games that you expect.
2: Actually, the first game that they put out, this was their debut title um, back in the day, before Odin Sphere. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, it came out in July in Japan, uh, but now uh, it'll be coming out into the West for everybody else to enjoy the... Uh the uh all the improvements. The improved graphics, new skill tree, a better user interface, and all that kind of stuff. Uh so that'll be cool to see.
1: Mm. Uh
0: and yeah, that is uh who's that coming through? Is that might just be them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what else is happening? Oh yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first expansion. Mm-hmm.
3: I just wanted to quickly mention uh, before we go on there that uh, Grim and Grimwire was actually one of my favorite games of that generation, and uh, oh yeah, this is a remake. absolutely nobody asked for, so it's a really big deal that you know it's finally being brought back in this way. You know, like Brandon said, like these are the guys that brought us Odin's Fear and stuff like that, and like I totally forgot about that, and then when you look back at it, like it's easy to see that it was totally them. So yeah, yeah really, we're really stoked to see this release, especially on you know PS Five, switch, it's it's going to be fine on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven finally has their expansion finally announced. Their first one, maybe a little more, but uh, it's the first one they've announced. Where I guess you're the president. No,
2: you are V. Um, you're still playing V, but yeah, I'm still not entirely sure if this is supposed to take place like during the game or. After the end of the main campaign, or what? Because you know you can still hear Johnny Silverhand in the background. But yeah, I know you're V, but
0: you literally seem to be taking the. Well, no, you're
2: taking the you're taking uh vow to become a citizen of the new United States. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, kind of a bit of a sort of a lore lesson here. Uh, in the Cyberpunk twat timeline, the United States basically disintegrates in the mid '90s because. We just couldn't keep poking our asses into South America. So eventually that ends up causing this enormous economic collapse that evaporates, you know, pretty much everybody's funds, uh, causes rampant inflation, blah, 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 blah. Point is, by the time the game starts, there's, you know, like most of the, like at least over two thirds of the United States is on its own, basically um Specifically, yeah. Night City is basically like its own city state in like a, I can't remember if it, I think it's Southern California, which in this timeline ends up dividing up into two different states. Yeah. Yeah. And the Soviet uh, Union is still sticking around too. So that should also tell you that shit's a little sideways.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I guess along the way, you also have Johnny Silverhand returning with yeah. Keanu Reeves involved. Yeah. Uh, Although more, again whether or
2: not it takes place after the campaign or during the campaign, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but they
3: what also CD project run uh, project red done in the past like with um The Witcher was kind of thing. Is is that normally a separate story after the after the main campaign or has it been during? Well, it? the the
2: way that the Witcher stories go, the way that they're structured, um it could vary. Well, I know for a fact like the they're both sort well, the, like with The Witcher Three, both of the expansions were standalones, basically. Whether or not that's going to be the case here, I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll
0: just add on to it. It that's might new stuff to do because they're still doing things with the game.
2: Yeah, they still got a bunch of stuff that they haven't added yet. Yeah, like, they they're, just... try- they're trying to end good it like you know what uh you know what Hello Games did with No Man's Sky. So
0: yeah, the No Man's Sky had. A lot less to fix, in a sense. But this one, like, they announced the 1.6 update, mm-hmm. which includes a complete overhaul of the police system. Yep. Which is, like, that's a weird thing to be doing now, you know, almost two years after the game came out. Uh, vehicle-to-vehicle combat mechanics have also been overhauled. There's a new gameplay loop for melee combat and a bunch of new actions in the perk tree as well. Uh, you also get a cat, I guess, that you can do have in your photo mode, mm-hmm. uh, as well as yeah, a transmog system, an arcade cabinet now mm-hmm. that has like a Roach racing game, yeah. uh, Roach from The Witcher, your horse. Yeah, that is just a weird thing, and a jacket and weapon inspired by uh, Edge Runners, the anime that's coming out yeah. this week, which by the way looks.
2: Pretty good. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh,
0: They said this will be the last update for uh, the PS4 and Xbox One. Yep. Uh, Moving forward, all updates will be on the new consoles and PC.
2: Which honestly makes a lot of sense because at this point, that game is way too uh, tech heavy to operate on those on last generation's hardware.
0: And I believe this new expansion will also be just for those new consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it says be out next year, Xbox Series X and S, PS5, and PC, and Stadia, because that's the other platform. I guess you can put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that seems interesting, and I'm curious how many people have actually like beaten that game or played more than you know a handful of hours mm-hmm. to run into bugs and such and be like. I'll come back later when this is better. And maybe never come back, because there's mm-hmm. tons of o- open-world games you can play. Mm. In fact, we'll talk about more that got announced so uh, later on here. Uh, but yeah, our next story here, EA's announced a new studio that's been opened called Ridgeline Games. Mm-hmm. That seems like they'll just be focused on... Uh, making campaigns, narrative campaigns set in the battlefield universe.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, I guess just to make the campaign for whatever the next game is. Uh-huh. Maybe let dice kind of focus on what they're good at, which is the multiplayer stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, generally, at least. Uh, but yeah, Marcus Leto has joined. Uh, the team here. Uh, let's see. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's from. Uh but yeah. Oh, he's a Halo co-creator, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be a pretty good person to potentially have in there, but it's also just one person.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, there you go. Uh neat idea, maybe it should happen sooner. Mm-hmm. Take some of the, the workload off of dice. Mm-hmm. Uh especially they've tried that kind of stuff because uh what was it, hardline? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the weird, like, Cops and Robbers game mm-hmm. uh, that came out at a pretty bad time.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it pretty much just straight. Like, it just, it, it 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 came out and it just sank without trace.
0: Yeah, and kind of being a game about, like, police brutality. Yeah. Not in a, like, introspective manner. Yeah. Uh, did not do super well then, because, like, it was... I think it was the year that the Orlando uh, Pulse Club shooting happened. That was like the E3 was about to happen. Yeah. Uh, like a day or two later. Mm-hmm. So like you can notice like all the press conferences like mentioning that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you have them setting off Pyro, announcing Battlefield Hardline and their beta mm-hmm. launching right that day. So, you know, fun stuff. Yeah. But uh, let's see. We've got one more story here before we get into the events. Mm-hmm. Uh, gdq games done quick uh one of the big uh sort of funding raising events for uh speedrun communities uh yeah. every year they do a few of these every year uh, and i believe uh some of them do take place in florida uh let's see uh, january's awesome games done quick uh coming up will be an online only events after the show's organizers announced that uh Let's see. We do not believe Florida is a safe place for our community. Uh Uh, Particularly speaking about their LGBTQ uh, community. Uh, The Summer Games Done Quick events did return to a live event uh, earlier this year. Uh, The previous one had been in 2019, but they had a contract through 2023 uh, for physical events, and they seem like they are going to Uh, cancel that contract and have to pay the uh, fines that come with that Mm -hmm. as a result, so they are probably going to be very much uh, pushing for donations and such to help them out with this.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, But yeah, they are planning on January 8th to the 15th to be an online only one until they uh, find a better place for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, that'll be a, a tough Ask because Florida was popular for events because it is a fairly cheap place to fly to, especially for international people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, gonna be a tough thing. California would be decent, but that'd also probably be pretty expensive. Yeah, uh, unless you're going out to the away from the big cities, which mm-hmm. that's not really uh, a great time. You know, New York would be expensive. I'm not sure you'd have to pick like a, a very specific states, and I don't know how many would be hmm. uh, a great fits more so than Florida was. But politically, Florida has just gone down the toilet. Yeah, with regards to a lot of the COVID policies and uh, policies affecting LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're at least smartly thinking more about their community Mm -hmm. uh, as they've had issues with shitty people uh, getting picked for runs on the, the shows Uh, people with, you know, racist or homophobic uh, tendencies and all that. And they've been doing a good job of trying to push those people out of the community Mm -hmm. and trying to be a more inclusive and safe community for people. And it's just, more work they have to do for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah, there you go. Mm. Uh, but let's get to some of these showcases here. The Disney and Marvel game showcase, which has uh, a decent amount of stuff here. Nothing super huge to mm. it. Uh, uh, but it happened during D23 and there's like a bunch of stuff. We're not going to talk about here. Cause there's just a lot of like updates on mobile games that aren't that interesting or they gave updates on like the, the cart racing game, Disney Speedstorm. They're like, Oh, monsters and characters are going to be in it, but there's still no mm-hmm. dates to it or anything. So yeah. Uh Here's like some of the highlights here. First up, there is Tron identity, mm. uh, a new game from Mike Bithel's studio, Bithell games. Uh, it's going to be a visual novel uh for that. So that's kind of a a big departure for what you usually get out of Tron games. Uh, they've done a lot of action stuff and that mm-hmm. kind of uh, stuff there. So that'll be interesting to see sort of how the game turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can check out There's a lot of like story-focused stuff, which is neat that that is kind of an officially licensed Disney thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that turns out. Uh, let's see, they also announced Disney Illusion Island, a Switch exclusive mm-hmm. co op platformer that is featuring sort of the, the recent uh style that Mickey Mouse and Friends are in their shorts, mm-hmm. uh, sort of more cartoony art style that kind of is willing to get uh weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is just a really cool kind of art style to it in this game. Very much looks like it's taking inspiration from things like Rayman Origins Mm. and such. That looks like a could be a really cool game. Uh, It's a bit weird that it's only on the Switch. Not everything, but maybe that's a timed exclusive uh, sort of thing, but we'll have to see uh, for that. Uh, Just trying to double check. Yeah, that's out next year at some point. Mm -hmm. No dates or anything. I'm not sure who's making that. Uh, let's see. Disney Interactive mm-hmm. publisher. I guess it must be an internal team. I don't think they announced anything else. Mm. You can play as uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. Mm. In all their glory there. So, yeah, that's worth uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, we had Marvel's Midnight Suns show up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time with a date, a new date, yeah. after I got delayed December 2nd. Uh, so that'll be something happening late this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see what the, uh, the the turn-based action and uh, card-building stuff is like for that game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that'll be PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC on December 2nd. PS4, Xbox One... Switch uh, will be a later date. So they have uh, pushed those older consoles out to sometime next year. Although uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, PS4 and Xbox One get canceled outright. hmm uh, So like they did for, what was it, Gotham Knights. Uh, we'll have to see. hmm And uh, then they kind of, I believe they went, like, mentioned this just very briefly that Gargoyles Remastered was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. A uh, remastered version of the 1995 released Genesis game mm-hmm. for modern consoles and PC. Mm. Uh, no dates or really anything shown beyond a logo. Yeah, uh, this is not a game that I have heard anybody have any nostalgia for or anything. Mm-hmm.
2: It was uh, it was one of the slated games that you know came out that was inspired by the Disney afternoon. So yeah, uh, seems like this is
0: the developer of. Uh, Dead Island Retro Revenge. Mm-hmm. And let's see.
3: Yeah, and then also a in that era, like, the the difference between good and bad, you know, wasn't that that wide. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: this, this was a game I did remember playing. I think it was a Sega Genesis uh, that I played. And I, and I had fun, you know. Then again, I was like seven.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, an old Disney game that they are uh, remastering in some way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no details, so... Not much to get excited about unless you're already excited about mm. uh gargoyles. Mm-hmm. That was also a show I just never saw. Uh let's see. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh but that was the era of Disney channel being a very kind of premium channel, it was like the kids HBO. Mm. We had to have like one of the expensive cable tiers to see it, unless it was like the the free weekend where you pulled out your VHS tapes to tape everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, to see when it's not free. Uh, Let's see. Then the the last major thing we got is Skydance New Media's game, their ensemble game, which uh, decided to go with none of the teams that anybody ever conceived would be a thing, Mm -hmm. which I think this is a a new group of sorts. Uh, It is set during World War II. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's the era of Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers uh, with Black Panther. Uh, Azuri, T'Challa's mm. grandfather. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Jones, a U.S. soldier and member of the Howling Commandos, who is like the, yeah. the group that Steve Rogers went around with. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Nanali, leader of the fledgling Wakandan spy network.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so sort of an ensemble game. I believe this is still a narrative-driven adventure game. Mm. So there, So there's no title yet, no platforms, and no release dates. So just kind of a, a very teasery thing mm. showing this is about, you know, them fighting uh, Hydra mm. slash Nazis in World War Two.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Hydra basically are Nazis just, just,
0: yeah, but that's kind of the, the, the replacement of sorts of the Nazis, but their uniforms that are very similar Yeah, in style. So that's a neat thing for aiming headings, uh, new Marvel game to be doing, especially not just doing something that's a known group like Fantastic Four or anything like that.
2: I'm guessing Red Skull is probably going to be in this as well. Probably the bad guy, I guess. Yeah.
0: But they do say it's going to be an original story, so maybe they'll find other bad guys of sorts
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to involve in this, but yeah, it seems like a a whole neat thing for them to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of largely it for the the showcase. They you yeah. know had updates for some of the mobile games mm-hmm. and all that. And I guess they showed more of the Aliens RTS, mm-hmm. which was a surprising thing to show. Cause it's like you called this the Marvel and Disney showcase, and then showed an Aliens game that's mm-hmm. under the Fox purview. Uh, but yeah, it's like they're doing their own Pokemon Go with Marvel stuff. Uh, you know. Nothing really too big a note. they just showed more of Return to Monkey Island and a couple other things. Nothing really too huge a couple of the avatar things uh the one game, the big one is a has a multiplayer mode
1: Mm-hmm.
3: which
0: is what you want out of avatar I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, that was yeah. an all right showcase
3: it was mm-hmm. a bit it was a bit of a disappointing showcase for me um you know, especially coming off a few years ago where their biggest things were uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, uh, Battlefront 2. Granted, you know, both those games weren't, like, the best games coming out, but they yeah. actually like, had some legit hype, you know, um, uh, during dr- during its pre-release schedule. Um, this one started off fine with Tron Identity. Um, I love Mike Mitchell's games, so uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, Disney Illusion Island, act pretty interesting, too. Uh, it has a weird art style, but like, the, the gameplay that they showed looked pretty interesting. I don't know like if they're going for a Metroidvania kind of thing or whether they're just going for a cooperative side-scrolling platformer. Uh and um but that one, that one looks pretty interesting. The the update on Midnight suns is pretty cool too. Um but yeah, like a, a lot of these announcements were really out- again, like there there's really not much of a mobile game stuff, but you know, it, I wouldn't really say it's a platform that Disney really truly understands. Um, ending with the, with the with the Niantic game makes sense um, because, you know, like as huge as like uh, uh, Pokemon Go is, like there there is no reason that like, you know, they they can't try to sort of get uh, something out of that audience. So, I mean, that's actually something I'm looking forward to. Um, there's just so many heroes and so many things you can do with an, uh, with an open real world like what we have. So mm-hmm. that should be cool. And then as for Skydance's thing, as cool as that look, we haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. It kind of uh, brought back memories of the, the first Square Enix announcement for the Avengers, and we all know how that turned out. So, mm. uh, yeah, with Amy Hennig, it's different. You know, um, nobody expected Captain America, Black Panther. I know there were some there were there were some leaks like that morning, but I can't think of like any other Marvel heroes that are more suited for the Uncharted style experience. So, if that's what they're going for, then I'm totally looking forward to it. But obviously, I want to see more than that. So, I don't know. I feel like this whole thing could have just been an email, um, especially on mm. how short being Mm. Uh, yeah uh, if I was there in person I'd definitely be more upset than i than how I was when when I watched it on TV.
0: yeah yeah so let's get to the Ubisoft forward Mm -hmm. uh, which you could probably have renamed the Assassin's Creed showcase because that was kind of the the majority of the big stuff they had there Uh, but they had have some other stuff they showed off more Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope Mm-hmm. Which is out October twentieth, and they kind of started talking about what's in the uh the expansion pass. I particularly that the third expansion, I guess, is Rayman themed. Mm-hmm. Uh so you'll be able to have Rayman joining the team at least for some missions. I don't know if it's like a permanent membership, but uh that's a, a thing that'll happen. Yeah, I say Rayman will join forces with Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Mario. Mm. Uh so no idea uh what that's all about. Uh but yeah, they showed uh more of that. Uh they also showed off more of Skull and Bones, which looks alright. Yeah, looks alright. Uh but it'll be out November eighth, right before God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Where Alright is not gonna cut it mm-hmm. for most people, unless you're just in it for another like open world-ish pirating game of sorts mm-hmm uh-huh. that you know isn't sea of thieves because this looks like it's more more about like controlling resources and uh upgrading your ships and all that kind of stuff like uh-huh. any more rpg manner versus cosmetically uh but yeah that could be a thing people are into that's uh yeah the new consoles and pc november 8th uh let's see the division heartland is another new thing they announced that is the mobile game uh that is a weird whole thing free to play I know that's not the mobile game. it's just a free to play game I think uh yeah PlayStation Xbox and PC the mobile game is a different thing here I think it's the Division Resurgence mm-hmm. I think it's focused more on PVP and the dark zone and all that uh mm-hmm. but Heartland is uh, free to play I think they PvE PvP kind of thing. Yeah, 45 player versus environment versus player uh, in storm operations. Uh, There's also player versus environment excursion operations. And you can also play as specific agents and select between three classes. Each match all with their own perks and skills and yeah, it's set in a new midwestern american town of Silver Creek because the dollar flu has gotten there too and caused everybody to die that isn't uh, a killer. Oh. So there you go that'll be out sometime next year there might be like some early access thing you can get later this year. Oh. Uh but you can register now to play the game early in the old, uh the official website. So yeah, PlayStation, Xbox and PC. So there you go for that uh, what else did they do they uh, announced a partnership with Netflix mm-hmm. so that uh, much like they've been doing as far as getting uh, games onto their service uh, they're doing that with Ubisoft uh, so that sequels to Valiant Hearts and Mighty Quest for Epic Lutes will be coming to Netflix as games and as well as a new Assassin's Creed game for mobile Mm. Uh, yeah the Valiant Hearts is January 2023 Mighty Quest for Loot is just sometime next year mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed is sometime whenever yeah. <laughs> uh, they also do have a, a live action Assassin's Creed series coming to Netflix so that's mm. part of this whole deal as well so mm. that might be better than a, than a movie maybe I'm trying to do that in two hours Instead so to build it out, but, uh, mm. yeah, there's that. Uh, they did announce that the Trackmania, it's been on PC for the last year or so, uh, is finally coming to consoles early next year. Uh, it'll be the PlayStations, Xboxes, as well as Stadia and Luna in early 2023. Mm. Uh, it'll still remain free-to-play. won't include cross-play and cross-progression. Mm. Uh, which I hope that means you also can get access to the weird servers Mm
1: -hmm. that people have
0: been running on PC that has, like, custom music and UI stuff as they are able to, like, tie in leaderboards and such to the servers so you can uh, see, like, universal uh, best times on uh, different custom tracks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So, yeah, that's uh, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that game, that game's that's one of those weird games where it's free to play, and then it's, if you want to unlock more of the game, you can upgrade to the paid versions that give you more content and all that. So that's the thing you can do. And then yeah, they went into uh, the Assassin's Creed corner where yeah. they just announced a bunch of these games. Uh, Let's see, Assassin's Creed Mirage, we talked a little bit about last week. It's set in uh, Baghdad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess this is a character that appeared in Valhalla. Yeah. Basim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will take place in 9th century Baghdad. Uh, Yeah, we'll be killing lots of people. And I guess this is described as being more like the, the old Assassin's Creed games. I don't know what that means. Well, that means that it's going to be... Less loot-focused, be- I guess. Yeah. Uh, so probably not 3,000 hours to beat. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, you can watch the trailers, uh, the cinematic announced trailer, and developer breakdown of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it seems like it's focused more on like one city mm. and more like the original Assassin's Creed. Mm. As they do mention, you're getting uh, contracts to assassinate people.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so you're kind of collecting clues and figuring out like where they're supposed to be. So you can go and try and take them down uh, for that. So that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there was also a thing they announced with the Valhalla that the final DLC is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be free. So that's cool. Uh, it's called The Last Chapter. Mm-hmm. Just Make sure you know that it's the last one. They definitely will never make any more. Mm. Uh, But yeah, wraps up Ivor's loose ends. Mm -hmm. And I guess probably set up for other things in the future. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, there you go. If you somehow are still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're one of the few. But there you go. Let's see. Then they announced some codename games that are just we don't even have names for these. We just want you to know they're coming so that you don't freak out about this other game that we announced in the mobile game. Although there's another mobile game. That's mm-hmm. this one here. Assassin's Creed, codenamed Jade. It's a free-to-play AAA action, RPG action adventure game for mobile devices mm-hmm. set in ancient China. Uh No release date. So mm-hmm. cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh That was... I think it just has a bunch of like CG around uh a city, I guess. Uh-huh. Who knows if it's the only one or not? But it could be China, who knows? Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, there's your there's your other mobile game. I assume that's separate from the Netflix one. Uh-huh. Uh and then the last one they announced two codename games. Uh-huh. One of them is a is set in a place that people have been wanting for years, and then Sony decided to do it first uh, Mm. with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, They have a feudal Japan set Assassin's Creed called Codename Red. Uh, Then there's also another one named Codename Codename Hex, and that's H-E-X-E. Because it couldn't just be normal names, but whatever. Uh, Codename Red is the next evolution of the franchise's open-world RPG design. Mm-hmm. Take Players of Feudal Japan. Uh, it's development at you know, Odyssey and Syndicate's developer, Ubisoft Quebec, mm-hmm. uh, with creative director Jonathan Dumont. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Codename Hex, H-E-X-E, which is described as a very different type of Assassin's Creed experience Is development at Ubisoft Montreal. Mm-hmm. Sort of the main Assassin's Creed studio with Clint Hawking as creative director on that game, mm-hmm. and just to make it more confusing, this is all a part of Assassin's Creed Codename Infinity, mm-hmm. uh, which is a hub that will connect players to different types of Assassin's Creed experiences, both old and new. And I guess Infinity will be the thing that has the multiplayer mm-hmm. as a standalone thing. I guess sort of like a Warzone is sort of a standalone Call of Duty thing Mm. that does its own thing, except it's also part of the launcher for Modern Warfare, so that caused it to be bloated to, like, 200 gigs Mm -hmm. because Activision Blizzard's bad at creating free-to-play games. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Ubisoft hopefully will be better, but also everything here... Uh, Mirage the only one that has a name is out next year at some point Mm. these others are probably years away Yeah, and even Infinity that's the thing that bridges everything I don't know it's it's even described as like in an old school way of like oh here's the here's the hub app that lets you have information on everything Mm -hmm. and uh, that's not confusing enough nope because they got to make this all a metaverse of Assassin's Creed, which is our, already is. Mm-hmm. Everything takes place in the same universe, but I guess also part of this, at some point, is that they are dropping the... the, like, real-world story part of the games. Mm-hmm. Even though that's, like, ten years late after they killed off Desmond Miles. Yeah. And ended the notion that those games are building up to, which would be, like, a... A full Assassin's Creed game set in the real world with Desmond Miles doing all the assassin shit. Mm-hmm. That's what that was setting up. And they just said, ah, here's a 2012, you know, doomsday conspiracy. We'll kill him off then. Yeah. Then they use this DNA to create everything past that. Mm. And then people stopped caring about that shit. Yeah. And they just kept making it for some reason. hmm. Which is fun when you're just like coming back to, you know, Odyssey or Origins. And it, like, bumps you out to outside of the animus. And you're like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Who are these people? Mm -hmm. Why am I supposed to care about them? And you don't care about them. You're just like, I'll just do the thing real fast so I can go back. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're going to kind of separate that stuff once and for all, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, yeah. That is, uh... uh, That looks like that is all Mm -hmm. here. So... Yeah, that's the Ubisoft Forward. Yep, pretty decent show, but also like the most interesting stuff is still a good bit away mm-hmm. from here. But I guess if uh, if you're on PC, uh, you can get a free trial for Ubisoft Plus for a month. Uh, you can start it anywhere between now and October 10th, so you probably should wait till October 10th to do it. Yeah, and you can play all of the games they have on the service. I think it's pretty much everything that's playable on PC at this point. Mm -hmm. And that's like the the full deluxe edition with all the DLC stuff. So if you want to play through like one or two of their games in its entirety for a month, you can do that, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that seems like the the highlights here. You know, they got updates for various other games, you know, Riders Republic, The Division 2, Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Mobile. All that stuff, Rocksmith Plus, Just Dance—they're doing a new one,
1: mm. so
0: everything you expect, mm.
1: <laughs>
0: but nothing really new or surprising outside of the Assassin's Creed stuff, and that's not even that surprising. Mm, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, honestly, the most surprising thing to me is the fact that Skull and Bones has a hard release date.
2: Yeah, I mean that thing. I mean that game's been in development hell for. Quite a while now, and I'm surprised that it's actually managed to solidify into something.
3: Exactly. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're letting it out to die because it's, you know, coming up the same week as God of War and But, <laughs> you know, aside from that, it's just, Ubisoft is just in this weird position where it like, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I understand business or, you know, what goes on behind these closed doors, but it just sounds like they're, they're coasting, you know, like out of every, out of all the big third-party developers, it doesn't seem like Ubisoft is doing anything interesting. Like, yeah, we have these four new Assassin's Creed experiences, but, you know, um, we have, like, you know, we have 2K, you know, purchasing mobile game companies left and right. You have the Embracer Group, you know, also making purchases. We have Square Enix selling off some of their Western properties, maybe in the hopes of them being purchased as well. Whereas Mm -hmm. Ubisoft, it seemed like they were hitting on all cylinders as soon as we heard the rumor about Viacom. And once Ubisoft found their footing, you know they, they they never looked back. And at the same time, right now, I don't I don't think this company has an identity. Um,
1: yeah,
3: cool. But there, there's a Rayman DLC coming from Mario and rabbits, but like, you know, like what's what's going on with everything else? This is this this is a company that has so much powerful IP, you know, and um, it just seems like they're just ch- chugging out with 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 the with their usual stuff and you know that that isn't to say like there isn't any sort of creativity there i mean like last year uh it, it didn't get much uh, attention but i thought uh um what's it called the uh rise republic was pretty solid for what it was um, mm. aside from that yeah. like it's just i don't know it, 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 it's just hard when to-
0: they've sequelized a lot of their main ip so much they've kind of run them out of ideas for the time being yeah. And doing the, the Ubisoft formula for a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they're kind of like, I don't know what we do with Division. I guess a free-to-play one. You know, Far Cry is done for a bit. Uh, even their their idea for DLC was like, what if we bring all the old villains back?
1: Mm.
0: And I was like, I guess nobody talks about the DLC. Because mm. nobody really talked about 6 for very long. Yeah. And it's like, Rainbow Six is just... It's a multiplayer thing that's pretty popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new thing they did, Extraction, came and went. Nobody cared about it. Mm. Uh, Yeah, like, Raymond hasn't been relevant for a while, and the Rabbits aren't all that relevant outside of the Mario thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're just in, like, a weird place where they are waiting for the next big thing to kind of kickstart their next era of titles.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
3: I mean, they're, they're, there's no doubt in my mind that the Mario and Rabbids game will sell. But, like, you know, just aside from, like, what they're doing with their IP and in interesting ways, it's just, I don't, no. I don't really see it there. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Assassin's Creed has run its course with a, a lot of its fans. Like, Codename Red would normally excite me, but after playing Ghost of Tsushima, I don't think it's going to be better than that. So, oh. and, like, I, I actually enjoyed Far Cry 6. I thought it was awesome. But um, that game also eventually ran its course, and... You know, it, it did the typical Ubisoft thing of being twenty bucks.
0: I'm surprised it hasn't been on like Game Pass or PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Five is, but that's kind of the the whole thing. But yeah, Ubisoft's just in a weird place. And like Mario and Rabbits is probably their coolest thing they've got announced for the next couple of years. But that'll be on sale for ten bucks mm-hmm. by the end of next year. Uh, and there'll be an expansion to buy, uh, expansion pass to buy that old... Make it a little more expensive if you want everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the original, that'll be... something you get cheap if you don't need it right away. It's not like it's a multiplayer thing that you have to play right now. Mm. Like uh, Splatoon 3 is. But yeah, they're just in a weird place. They got projects that have been in the works for a while, like Skull and Bones and uh, the uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 that supposedly still exists. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the one of those is finally... Releasing in two months, which we'll see if that still holds, but they seem like they're just going to drop it out there and see how it goes. Yeah. It makes money. Cool. Not. Oh, well.
2: Yeah. It's over.
0: We can write it off as a tax expense. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Ubisoft there. They're just in a funk right now as they need somebody to give them a kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. He's somebody creative that can has good ideas maybe it'll be like Clint Hawking working on uh, one of these Assassin's Creed games mm-hmm. uh, he was a guy that sort of got Far Cry where it was
1: mm-hmm.
0: with uh, 3 and the other games that came after that that just did what 3 did mm-hmm. uh, so yeah we'll see how that goes but yeah that was a an alright showcase as well but you know all the interesting stuff is coming out next year hmm so yeah that's uh and that's gonna do it for this week uh a lot of stuff to talk about I' uh, we'll have plenty more to talk about next week as uh, i try to look at that idea xbox fall showcase and figure out what happened there because mm-hmm. going through the twitch vod will be weird and they won't have an article that summarizes everything yeah well. That seems to be their big flaw with their their news site is they don't just make an article for everything and tell you, like, what happened. Uh, so we'll have to do a lot of work on our own, or I'll just look at Gematsu and see if they did the work for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week with a new show mm-hmm. and new stuff to talk about, new games to talk about. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we'll... Uh, See you all next time. Thank you to Brandon Danner for joining this week. Always. Uh, We'll be back with a new slate of news next week. And uh, if you enjoy the show, feel free to let your friends and family know to check out the show and select strangers that will uh, hopefully take the advice to heart and actually do it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one.